feel free to tell me if I'm wrong about anything that I'm thinking as I've been listening to these tracks, you know. Right. Of course, all I can do is listen and think, think stuff. Maybe I try too hard to make connections, but to me, this feels like a strong opener because it feels to me so much like an introduction to the cast of characters. It's like, yeah. welcome to the album. Here are our players. You know, here's this one. Here's this one. Here's this one. Yeah. Uh, was that intentional? It wasn't intentional, but um, it was actually probably... I mean, there was two tracks we worked on first, and it was, well, basically track one and track two are the first things we worked on as a kind of, for the project. Sure. And um, the, initially it just, um, I mean, I can tell you the back story if you want. I'd love to hear it, absolutely. So, um, I had, um, Breja was in the, the Radio 2 Young Folk Awards in 2016 I think it was and she she won it that year I think she was the youngest person to ever win that award yeah I, I actually I, I remember because I voted for it and I thought to myself oh, did you? I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this since I live outside of Scotland but I'm just gonna <laughs> go for it anyway <laughs> aye but the um so sorry did you hear that we buzz off the no email coming in? I'm gonna sh- switch it off anyway not at all um yeah so she I hadn't heard of her at this point but then um the radio 2 awards they put out an album of all the winners you know like a compilation album mm-hmm. and that's when i that's when i heard um that this track you know of uh, breacher playing the sea small pipes and uh was blown away by her um by her play and her style it kind of um it's kind of it's definitely like she sounds like where she's from, if you know what I mean. She's got mm. this kind of, but she's 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 also you know you get these all rounders and pipe and piping when they can. Bridge was really big in the solos when she was younger, and but she also has this really free, flowing kind of Highland kind mm. of more dance um, style of playing the pipes. So I heard this track anyway, and then so obviously I clocked her name, and then uh, I think it was the year later in Piping Live um, that I met her, and I said like I'd love to, um, I'd love to learn some tunes with you, and or just have a you know just play some tunes, and um, if you're around in Glasgow, give me a shout and come into the flat, and we can we can have a jam, you know. Yeah. And it, yeah. And, it, and it was actually I was hearing that track was I was sort of I want I, I want to get a set of sweet C small pipes, you know. You and you and everybody else, man. See, small pipes yeah, yeah. are hot right now. Well, that was it's because of Breja, really. You know, yeah. Is I, she is she the cause? She's she's kind of started that kind of revolution, and then, so I I ordered these pipes, you know, um, and then so when I got the pipes, and then Breja would came over to the house, and you know we would just started working on stuff, and just at that point I was sharing a flat with Steve Burns, who plays uh, guitar and music. I I, oh, I yeah. did a lot of work with Steve actually on. An album I did called Sanctuary, and also another one called Vanna. Uh, me and Steve were basically kind of uh, we kind of sculpted that together over the years. I feel like have, so, I, have I seen him playing? Have I seen him playing drums with you and Ali before too? Like yeah, like, he's a drummer. He actually played drums and guitar on Vanna. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. He played both. So, so at that point, he, he was we were living together. So I just said, you know, Steve, fancy coming in just having a. You oh, just like, like called him into the kitchen, just like hey. Yeah, it was just it was that kind of way. It was really relaxed, like come That's and have perfect. a jab with us. Yeah. And then so these that green light set, which is track one, and then the Bulgarian set, which is track two. They they were the um, the first sets that we kind of put together and that we worked on. So they were. Um, so we're going to your question. Was it is was it kind of. Um, it was wasn't meant to happen like that, but it, it is quite a nice way of to ease into an album, you know, and kind of. Right, um, right. Um, I quite like sets when they kind of 
you know that you have a bit of a build um right it doesn't work so well for like spotify and and people that don't have any um patience you know <laughs> you, you gotta wait till the two minute mark before you hear yeah. the whole thing huh <laughs> like a lot of people it's not a lot of people there's i guess some folk had mentioned that with me and ali ali hutton stuff we have we, we did, we've done a couple albums yeah and then um, that want some people that they all say it, it just takes a bit of too long to get going but uh. um i quite like having you know it's i do them with albums as well you know like journey albums it's kind of i like i like the kind of story telling oh, sure. of, of doing music rather than just conforming to like that kind of spotify pop thing it's just like you've only got three minutes and you need to make you need to make a, an impression i just think it's it's a bit of a waste just yeah. just just to, to kind of but i mean i suppose you have to do it to, as as well but i quite like the i like i like albums and i like um when you know when you can tell a story through through that and taking your time you know it's just it's a shame that it's kind of the way the music's gone that you have to kind of nobody's really got any kind of um like people just like to get things straight away and in, in, in 10 seconds they need to know like oh i right. like that you know right it's like the the tiktok version of, of music right as <laughs> well that's how it's yeah. kind of gone now so it's a shame but anyway that track um them two tracks they were the first kind of things we worked on so oh that makes a lot uh, of sense uh, i mean i can definitely i can see this happening as like a kind of go ahead breacher you get you get started okay now i'm going to hop in you know c come on in steve you know kind of kind of yeah in, in a jam setting that makes a lot of sense um, yeah totally and, and i mean not that you need my vote of confidence to do your own thing ross I, I think it's proven just because any by doing your own thing you've got plenty of people who like it but that was mm -hmm. When I asked my friends, you know, what should we what should we talk about? Um, yeah. My friend Erin, she was like, "Hey, Ross is she, she? She didn't even say one of my favorite pipers. She said he's he's here. I've got her quote right here. What she said was, she said for me, he is at the forefront of balancing instrument voices and creativity in his writing and in his arrangements. So, you, there are we 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 as a fandom definitely recognize like." So there's something special about the way that you arrange tunes so go ahead and stick with building and the journeys and stuff like that ross we like it yeah well th thank you very much who was that sorry that, that said that uh, that was aaron wolf all right thank you aaron yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no it's yeah just um i don't know why i started to you know all the all these like i stopped drinking about 10 years ago and it was from that it was trying to kind of um fill my t my time in a, in a more creative way and in a kind of healthier way and that's when i started to try and kind of make like sanctuary that was the first album of of trying to do these journey i just call them journey albums because it's kind of like trying to make a try, trying to make an album a track if you know what i mean obviously it's not it's not that but i mean in the same kind of way of trying trying to merge all the tracks so it's so so if you don't really if you don't look at the track skips, it will hopefully skip with you, with you, without you noticing that it's skipping. If you know what I mean. Totally, and that's yeah. That that's exactly I wanted to ask you. Track ten, and again, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me like track ten, which is the last track on this album, is in every way an answer to track one.
feel like bookends. Again, it's, it wasn't meant, but to be honest, with this, with me and Bridges' album, it's pretty much it's it's a pretty much a straight ahead album of pipes, and it, I wouldn't call that a journey album because the the journey albums I would probably more do myself, and I would spend more of a personal time with it. Yeah, and and try and um, you know it, it, it involves getting a bit deep. More, more like deeply into the kind of music this album of Bridge is definitely more I mean there's thought to it but it's it's definitely more of a straight ahead yeah. this is us in the studio this is what we used to this is how we were playing in the flat we kind of wanted to re recreate how we how we worked on the music and how we uh, you know played it in the, in the flat because basically it was we were having a jam mm -hmm. it was it was never meant to be a a a, a, it was never meant to be a, an album or a band, really. At first, it was basically just to get together to learn some tunes, right. and I wanted to play, learn off a of bridge and kind of um, and have some and just play, you know, just have fun playing the pipes and doing something a wee bit different. Yeah. But um, and and the things that Bridger, she that 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 I first kind of that. Um, once we, when we f first started hanging out, was that she'd she was saying she went to Bulgaria when she was like eighteen, yeah, um, and she just on on her own, you know, just um, did she really? Yeah, she just went eighteen year old went to Bulgaria. She travelled around and she found um, like Bulgarian pipers out there, and then she would she would f like video like film some of these guys playing, and then she w when she got home, she kind of tra transcribed. The tunes to fit on the small pipes, and honestly, I, I've seen the videos, and um, the, she's got quite a, 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 an amazing musical head, Bridger. You know, she is quite young, but she's very, she's smart with the music. Because, like, if I, it would take me a long time to decipher these videos, because they're not. I think it's a different key, and oh, also sure, you don't, yeah. you also don't get the notes. Some of the notes not on the small right? pipes. Yeah, so she yeah. tapes up a lot of notes to make it work, and then, and then halfway through you've got to rip the tape off. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. But she, uh, yeah. so she, um, she managed to suss all that out. So she's, um, and that was the, it was one of the things that first of all that I wanted to learn was these Bulgarian tunes because they were so different to the to music that I've been playing. And even on the kind of border pipes, when you can get all these different notes, they were. It's a bit more. Um, the the music's a bit more trancey, and mm. it's kind of like once you get into the groove of it, it's it's quite it's quite riffy, you know. It's quite. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like riff kind of um, trance music kind of thing, you know. But obviously, it's meant for dancing, but it's also pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I feel like the, the music you get in Scotland for dancing is not. You wouldn't say it's cool, you know. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I'd say it's cool, right? <laughs> but some, but, no, I, some of it's cool, but the older stuff, you know, like kind of sure. like the kind of uh, the Kaylee band stuff is can be quite cheesy. Yeah. No, I, I but, totally understand what you mean. Yeah. 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 The, the second track on the album that you mentioned, having been one of the first ones that you played together, is just called Bulgarian, and that Bulgarian, yeah. The way you describe it as riffy makes a lot of sense because, like, I woke up this morning with that just running through my head just just that riff was just circling on my head
a good video. There's actually there's a band that um, Breach I got that from, and um, I'll need to send you the video. But it's, it's on YouTube. But it's, you, you can see the 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 way they use that in terms of their dance because you know it's a mm. festival and you see all the people that this big line a big like it's like a snake almost going around but quite a slow but like obviously it's a fast dance but the snake's kind of going around quite slowly and, mm. and it's quite it's all like a big audience thing it's quite um, it's mm. quite like um, druid kind of <laughs> stuff yeah, you know yeah. you know but like yeah oh sorry go ahead Ross no, that track is um, it actually got released, um, well today, but tomorrow for you when this goes out. So um, on the the nineteenth, the Friday the nineteenth, that track Bulgaria is Bulgarian is um, is out on Spotify now. So it's um, oh the leading leading it's the just rest le of the lead, album, leading up yeah, yeah. So the whole the whole album gets released next Friday on the second, but that track Bulgarian is out today or tomorrow. I'll make sure there are links to that and to I, I think didn't you guys put out a video too early on that was Years that ago, before well? COVID before COVID oh, it was that, that was long it. ago really it was uh, the green light set track one and track two basically we did videos of them way back way before COVID mm, so that was before the the album was really even being put we didn't I, we weren't even we didn't even have that an was album just, just a fun jam we were just getting stuff together uh, thought we should put and also there's one from you could find the video on YouTube of us in the flat playing the Bulgarian that was the first thing we ever recorded it was just that off, off the phone mm -hmm. but that was the kind of first time we'd ever recorded. Uh, filmed that was just after us being in the flat working so it's quite cool to see us you know yeah where we played so that's when we tried to record you know you'll see how close we were and that's that's how we how close we were in the studio we didn't have any headphones on we just blasted it out as uh. um you know we wanted to do that way like sometimes i'm kind of going more like doing studio albums is, is good and it's kind of um you can get things precise and um but i'm kind of going back the way to like I, I just like doing albums when you can actually play as a like with as a unit because yeah. it's I, like I absolutely hate editing like oh, my, yeah. like I've got a real hate for editing so like if you can play as a unit you don't really have to edit it's almost your editing when you play so if you make a mistake then you obviously just do it again you know yeah I remember you and, I remember was it the was it remembering that you did at Teapot where it was just that like, was just kind of live. like a live, a live kind of thing, yeah. And also, yeah. like um, we did, like after we did Vanna, um, I made a film of the Sanctuary Band with my pal Sorley McDonald. Who, um, so we basically did Vanna again, but in the studio live, like live setup. But it's also a documentary kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of t it's a documentary plus it's, we made an album from it as well. And that was us all sitting in the studio playing. And I think I actually prefer that version of the album because it's just, mm. it feels a bit more human and I mean sometimes you just have to live with stuff it's just not it's not right perfect but it's like um so it just means you've got it's it, you've got two ways of doing it you can either spend the time before making the album and really really getting rehearsed up as a band or you can spend the time after going through all the takes and cleaning things up it's they're both the same process it's both the same time pretty much right. but then it's just what you either do at the start of the album or you do it at the end of, of the album you know when you comes when you're learning layering um tracks up you can't layer to stuff that's 
out of time. Mm. So you, re so it's like you're almost, you know. So it's, it takes a lot of time to get things in order to, for then the, to get the other guy in to do his parts and get the other guy in to do his parts. So it's just different processes. They're they both work well, but it's just um, for for a musician for yourself as a musician recording, it's way more fun and 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 you can look back and go, I remember doing that. I remember mm. how we felt when we did that take. Yeah. And also, you all remember like. When you do a good take as a band, or even like when you record with Bridget, as soon as you finish that track, everyone goes, "That's the one," you know. Oh yeah. And and you don't even have to listen back. It's yeah. like that was it. And even if there's a wee mistake, you just go, "No, no, it doesn't matter," because it's like if you're feeling it when you're recording it, it, it definitely translates to the listener. Like there's no doubt about it. That makes so a lot then, of sense. Yeah. So in that way, it's kind of I, I like it better because you can go, "Well, I, I remember doing that," you know. It was I remember the feeling when we finished that track. It was. You know, we're like, yeah, like everyone was like excited, and you know, you're running into the studio, into the control room, and all that, you know. Yeah. So it's better than than going onto a wee like a wee booth yourself, and it's just you and the, and the engineer, and then you know, you're just. That's when you get stuck in your head, right? And like one yeah, one little measure will trip you up over and over again because you just want to get it exactly perfect. Yeah, and you can get it perfect, but it's just a bit more stale environment, you know. Yeah. What I mean? But um, but both are good results. It's just I think the older I'm getting, I just. I think I just like the the rawness, especially it depends what music it is for for the kind of for tunes, Scottish tunes or kind of like contemporary modern Scottish tunes. It's it kind of or you know like just Celtic music, whatever folk music. It kind of needs that humanness. Mm, yeah. You know, unless there's a drum kit. If there's if there's a drum kit there and it's a more a rocky thing, then it does help to kind of get things really honed in and because you can hear when things are out of time mm, more yeah. than if it's just like the tunes with a bat like guitar or bazooki or but or, sometimes or, it's, it's or nice when things split up, when they, they speed up and slow down and go like it's like a movable thing it's quite nice yeah i was just gonna say or, or your foot stomping right you're a you i have noticed that you're you're a serious foot stomper I know. Well, we tried to keep that a wee bit. That I actually <laughs> mic'd my foot up for that for me for Bridges album. Did you? We, can, we we tamed it some places, but yeah. I think I quite like hearing that sometimes because it's just another human natural. element, right? It's natural. Yeah, yeah. it totally makes sense. So, I just yeah. I enjoy seeing in some of the videos when you'll put like a cushion under your foot so that it's not too loud because ah, it's yeah. not like you can stop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, you kind of need it. It's, it's it's part of the thing. Yeah. Well, another, another, I think another Bulgarian tune on the on the album is Lichko Leo. I might, yeah. I might not be pronouncing it right. Actually, speaking of that, what the the album, the name of the album is L A S. Is that Las Las L A S? Like, what? How should I say it when I'm talking to people? I'm not a I'm not a Gaelic speaker, so you'll know better than oh, you'll know as much as me. <laughs> yeah. Bridges the Gaelic speaker, but La, Las or yeah, Las I think it is, but it's, it yeah. means light the fire or. Um, um, actually, I'll tell you what. Breacher posted uh, something today. Let oh, me did just, she? Let me just have a wee quick check. Yeah, what for it sure. Was. Um, so she put it up, and it says. And it's L A S. It's not L A S S. So it's not like Lassie. No, Lass. Um, let me just see. Uh, so Lass, kindle, light, ignite, flame, blaze, burn. But then also like light, light the light the fire mm. kind of thing in in Gaelic. So we just That's thought lovely. it was quite a nice title yeah, with the, with, 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 with the pipes, and it tied in with the Sorley our pal. He did the design. He, it was one of his. Um, it's his artwork. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, it's his painting. Mm. So he um, he's done every album I've I've 
I, I wouldn't use anyone else. We, he's designed all my albums and all, all the kind of other spin-offs of what we do. Yeah. But um, but yeah, he just he's always been he's 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 an artist in the kind of the you know he he's a like digital designer, graphic designer. He paints. He you know photographer. He's kind of does it all jack of all trades kind of thing but it was just that was more of a covid thing he started getting into doing the paintings and then mm. he did really well you know it kind of like kept him going over covid so he's um but that was that particular one's a it's a i think it was maybe his first go at trees <laughs> it's, that, it's uh, beautiful i it's i'm really actually good. surprised it's the same person because i was going to ask you about because like your like your black and white photography albums right the vana and the gorbals um, single yeah. was that a single or was that a full album now Gorbals that's, a, that's the live that's the live that was the live one that's the one right. yeah that's what it's yeah it's totally. like those those have a really distinctive strong look and they're, they're really cool and then there's like you remember the Airfix album cover that you and Jarlis yeah, did yeah that, that's sorely so that's it's like such a Same different guy. thing though he's that's that's amazing yeah. um then the, did he do symbiosis that icon looking symbiosis? Same guy really <laughs> yeah i had i would have assumed that each of these were a different artist just because no, they're so all the same. That's he's awesome. done every album that i've done he's done all me, me and ali's um me and jars not not me and jars first one but um he did air fix um, oh that was that first one the one with the kids yeah, how much? Not the, that was us in the jail. Partners oh, in crime. Oh, right, called. right. Partners in crime. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that was another. That wasn't um, all. Most of the things I've done are on my label, but that that first one was uh, Vertical Records. So they they kind of took care of that one. Mm -hmm. But um, so yeah, but it's just it's good when you get a kind of working relationship with somebody. And to be honest, we we can. Um, it doesn't take us long now to get things together. So mm -hmm. we both kind of trust each other's judgment. So I mean, we can get a. Uh, an album cover t together in a couple hours, you know, and then get the whole, the whole sleeve thing done in you know half a day now. So it's kind of it's 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 good. That's I awesome. like working with Solly. And then <laughs> yeah. also him doing the, the documentary. I'll need mm. to get you a copy of it. Yeah. Um. But it's uh, he did. He really went to town with it, and it was um, he did a brilliant job. Like it's so good. Mm. It's like an hour and an hour and fifteen minute kind of. Basically, it's us playing in the studio, but there's lots of interviews and stuff with all the guys in the band, and it's um, it's a good, it's, it'd be a good watch. You know, I just I need uh, I'm just trying to get my website <clears throat> updated so that I can sell it and have a place for it to be sold. Because at the moment, it's um, it's difficult to host something like that. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know how, how you sell it because nobody wants a twenty gig thing sitting <laughs> right, on their computer. They just want to be able to go and stream it somewhere. So it's just I'm just trying to suss suss that out. But yeah, um, but I'll get it together at some like yeah. next couple of months. So. I think I think I remember. I, I definitely enjoy watching that because I, I remember watching one sort of like mini documentary that was done. I think at Teapot. Um, I, oh yeah, I, I remember Ali saying something like. Uh, Ross and I've been playing together since we were kids, so there's a there's a you must involve me in your projects friendship clause or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. But that was a long time ago. That album was it. Oh, that's what was that? 2015. The 2014 the, the internet compresses everything, right? Because I can wa I can watch anything any, at any time, right? So no, I know, I know. But no, that was um, that the the studio there that's quite a unique studio it's it's kind of round about that area it's Persia that's where it was kind of um, 
brought up. I was brought up in a place called Bridge of Erin, and that studio's in Dunning, which is only about a 10 mile away. Oh, um, gotcha. So it's kind of going, going home for it's you. Kinda, yeah, it was like a, the local kind of studio, but it's like really old school place that you can record, and it's... Um, it surprised me. I watched a concert with you, and uh, what's his name? His last name's Eddie, I think. Oh, Tim. Tim Eddie. Yeah. Edie. Edie, yeah, yeah that's Tim. right. Well, he stays in Dunning now. He stays in that village where that studio is, so... Yeah, we've uh, we've known each other for years and um, we just decided it was kind of just before COVID decided to, to work on doing some uh, duo stuff and it's been great fun he's brilliant to play with he's he's like a he's a genius you know oh he, he it comes he's across phenomenal yeah. <laughs> and so so, yeah. so nice too like so nice he's a lovely and happy guy. about it you know totally but yeah I saw so that video yeah. and I was like where are they you know like I thought you're in like a kitchen or something right and it's like teapot uh, studios this is teapot a studio studios. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really cool and it's kind of like it's right in the middle of nowhere I mean there's like like Dunning's a small place but it's like a village, you know, mm. and then the studio's maybe about 10 minutes drive right up the hill and then it's basically in the middle of nowhere. So it's kind of like um, there's no phone signal or anything. So once you get uh. there, you're kind of, it's kind of good because for, for concentrating and getting into music, mm. you know, and there's like, uh, and you can stay there. So it's, you know, you can record really late. And that was a good thing about actually recording with Bridget was um, we did the same thing with residential kind of studio, but it was in Ireland. Mm. Um, there's a band called Bioga, and um, they, Sean and Neve, they're married. They're both in the band. They they have their studio at their house, so they kind of just shifted off to Sean's um, sisters, and they gave us the house. So you're kind of waking up. The studio's two, three meters away, you know. Mm, yeah. And then so it means you can record really late at night. Like I mean, track three. Um, is Breach's tunes. That was it's actually the first time Breach has recorded um, our own tunes on an album. Well, I don't and, um, I don't want to make you feel bad at all, Ross, but that's the one the first time I listened through the album, I was like, I'm yeah. gonna listen through one time all the way through, then I'll go yeah. back. But that track I had to skip back to listen to that track that's, again. That's that's my favourite track on the album, you know? mm. And but then we recorded that really late at night because we just wanted to get into that because it's so chilled and we wanted to just capture that a good good vibe of that just kind sense. of so I think we recorded at about, what, two in the morning or something? Really? Um, you know, just to get that kind of real calm kind of... Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's my favourite track in the album. I love it, you know? Yeah. It's really simple, but it's kind of got a nice uh, vibe to it, you know?
uh, I want to play a little bit of Leech Coleo as well here. Yeah. That Bulgarian tune. And tell me again if I'm wrong here, but I feel like the first minute and a half of this tune, if if there's an easy to identify like musical signature that Brija has, that yeah, yeah. It, that's, that's it's right here, right? This is a hundred this feels like it could be on her album, The Reeling. You can, right? It's and she's, it's as much her as it is her instrument. Like it's it's all it's the whole package, right? It just sounds like her. It's like I've got obviously the same pipes. My my pipes are blackwood, mm. and they're 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 a totally different sound to hers. Hers are like a lot m- mellower, but but fuller. Mm. They're, they're hers are black. Uh, sorry, boxwood. Oh, I've seen them. They're really light coloured, right? But you know, but I've heard I've heard other boxwood. Um, small pipes and they Not don't the sound same. like that honestly she's, she's almost like morphs into their like her pipes are just like part of her and she's just got this style of of playing and, and, and the way she kind of like the, her vibrato even in some ways she plays the, her G's are always like are always really lovely sounding you know yeah there's gotta be some, some, there's gotta be some mythological thing behind this that like the night she was born uh, <laughs> lightning struck a boxwood tree and no, I know, and I then know. later the, the pipe maker made the, these pipes out of that tree unknowing it's all, honestly it's kind of like that it's weird yeah. like, and also she's got this um, another thing that's maybe a bit not as deep but it's like um, she tunes her drones to D a lot so you know normally with pipes you're in, you've got A's and with the small pipes it's A, A, like two A's and an E. Yeah. She normally just has that E tuned to a D and then that will be mostly what she's got going. Is that? So I think, you know. That's going to be, on, but on her, C, on her C small pipes the sounding note's going to be, is that, does that mean a G te- technically? Uh, oh sorry, um, so that'd be like a B flat. Oh I see, I see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah, so she's got that. Um, it's just has she always has has it really, really. Per- you know when it's like when it's that flatness that that sinks in with the drones. It's like the pipe. It's like the pipe. The pipe G. The pipe mm. high G or low G. Right. It's you know it's once you get it so it's so that is in tune with your drones. Yeah. And in, in a weird way because obviously it's a, it's a tone difference, but once you get when you can get it when it's in that. Um, uh, just intonation thing, not the. Mm. What's it called? Sorry. The other intonation, the other one. <laughs> I you know you know when it's it's the kind of. Um, I know in my bra the, tuner the, I can the, change it between the two, just intonation or the other. <laughs> yeah, just intonation, just in, just intonation, and 
Is, is that just the intonation? The um, I don't know. Whatever the piano is, the Western equal, piano. Equal temperament. Equal temperament. Ah, is we the, got is, it. <laughs> so just in, just intonation is the the pipe scale, the pipe tune. Yeah. So because it's like it's it's more than like the tune to na to nature mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And like, um, like Jacob Collier does a good video of it. Have you ever seen? Do you know him? He's quite a, like a, a total genius. I don't think so. No. Um, he's he's basically like a, he's a jazzer and classical musician. He's only about twenty six or something. He's from London. Uh, Quincy Jones picked him up. He manages him, mm. but he you should watch videos and orders. He's like he is an absolute genius. Like he's like the modern day Mozart kind of guy. Mm. But he does a, a good video of and he kind of. Um, he um, does the example of he, he's playing the piano, right? Yeah. With the third, and then he takes the the third out, and he whistles the note to be in tune, and then he then he puts the third in on the piano, and you can see how much of how far mm. the how how far the the difference of um, tuning. Yeah. It's mental. Like the Western was it was it not most at Mozart that kind of designed that kind of. Um, I'd, I'd believe it of him, M Mozart or Pythagoras or somebody, right? Somebody. So, something that's actually, because it's not actually, it's not actually in tune, it's just, it's to make it... Um, it's just mathematically even from one tone to the next, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. But actually, um, with a drone, if you, with a drone, if you go up the scale, that's why you can make that G and an A work together. Mm, gotcha. So it's, it's um, yeah, whatever frequency it's all vibrating on. So Bridget's really good at getting our, our, our G's to be really beautiful with the drones, you know? Hmm. So <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it at all humbling to, 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 be, to have made this project with her? Like, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking, like, Bridget's probably been alive for less time than you've been playing bagpipes. Is that is it that? No. Is, am I well, off there? Yes. Since, since I've been playing, yeah, for sure. Right, not, yeah. Not, not being, a, not being a, like a professional musician, but yeah, since I played, of course, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's like, definitely. you know, to be to be hanging out with the, the this young person who does so many amazing things that you're learning from, uh, you, you you can't, you must not have too much of an ego since you're, since you're open to, to learning new things from young people. Oh, well, she's just, I just, she's just a peer, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't even think about that. It's just that if if somebody's doing something cool, then it, it's doesn't matter what age cool. they're doing, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, I'm like even yeah, I, I just I don't think even like I teach some of the people like to be honest, like I'm nearly forty next year, but I, I like I I don't I feel like I've just left school in my head, you know. Yeah, and you you do I, teach at the piping center too, right? Yeah, well, I I I what the the guys I'm teaching they do I just I I honestly they just. In my head, I just feel the same age as them, yeah. you know. So oh, that's good. I, that's good. I, I don't really have a. I've never really. I hope I kind of keep that, you know. When I hope that's what I just stay like that till I'm sixty, eighty. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Because I just don't feel. Like, I remember being at school, th looking at people that were forty, just thinking, "Well, that's your life's kind of over," you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're so old. Like that's like yeah. we are so old. But like, yeah. honestly, I just I I'll, I'll, I just don't feel like that at all, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's so. that's good. Not only not only I mean, it's admirable because not not only does that keep you like open to new things and new ideas, and that comes through in your music. Mm. It also makes you approachable for for these younger people who have you know many of them have at this point like they've grown up listening to your music, you know. And yet, it, I'd imagine that this helps break down any sort of barriers to where to, to where you're uh, you're an approachable person for them. Well, I don't know. You, you don't hear. The, I, I don't know who, who listens to my music. It's kind of hard. To, you know, it's. 
you just get on with what you're doing. It's, yeah, you can't be you thinking know. about that, but I know. <laughs> I yeah, know. I, just know. Always... I always thought, I mean, but maybe I, I shouldn't be saying this on, on the, the <laughs> thing, but I always thought um, with Gordon, um, if he'd been told maybe more by people what people thought of him, then maybe he would still be here. I don't know. You know, it's, I, I always think that sometimes it's like, always until somebody is not here and then they're going to get put yeah. on this pedestal of kind of thing. And I always wonder with Gordon, would would he have been that, like, you know, would he still be alive if, if he was actually told or, or known who he was? Yeah. You know, it's a funny thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and of course, situations but then like you that. But then you don't want the big head as well. Right, I mean? yeah, yeah. So it's kind you, of... Um, it, it, yeah, it, and it can be personally destructive if you think too much that you could have changed things personally. You know, you don't want to be carrying the weight no, of no, thinking totally. that either. Totally. No, but just I'm talking and universally and, and right, people yeah. that like because when, when Gordon died, he was uh, like he this it was this uh, this legend thing, you yeah. know, which he was when he was alive. It wasn't. I'm not, I'm not saying that of he course, wasn't, but it's yeah. just why do people not? Why do they have to wait till till they're not there till? Um, you know to, to the become this you know mm. you know yeah I don't know. So I, we don't have to put that in i just i just i was on my, i was just thinking that as you well were actually i, I wanted to ask you ross and and you know same same if, you, if you'd if you'd rather not answer you know it's it's totally understandable but i have wondered you know how strong is the sort of like pedagogical relationship how deep does that sort of musical dna run um like here sorry a little bit of setup like sometimes when i'm talking with my kids something will come out of my mouth that surprises me because it yeah. sounds like my dad, but I didn't mean to do that. And yeah. I just, I've wondered before where you learned with Gordon, do you ever either in a private moment or in a performance, do you ever play and have something come out of your chanter that sounds like Gordon and you go, Whoa, there's, there's Gordon in my music. You know, um, does that, does it, does that influence last this long where he was there in your formative years? I don't know if I've ever, I think I thought about that by my plane, but I always have in mind what would Gordon do or mm. like, you know, I don't, I, I, I would love if, if, if some of the stuff that I did, did start, sounded like Gordon, you know? Yeah, I mean? Wouldn't we all, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, um, but I definitely always have this kind of thing of like, I wouldn't like, would Gordon like this? Yeah. Would Gordon be, would he approve? of this or you know yeah i mean gordon was very open-minded so I, he probably approve of most things oh man you know, I, I think he's yeah. all, he's been he's pushed the boundaries for for all of us to like or he's shown what's possible for for everyone yeah so I, yeah of course i didn't know him but i i had that thought has occurred to me how much he might have loved to hear these bulgarian tunes Right. Oh, he, he would uh, like that I, I, but this is the first because obviously I, I, gordon wasn't live when i made my first album but he was alive when when we made um when we first started working on stuff me and jarleth because yeah. i used to take jarleth up to gordon all the time and he loved jarleth you know mm. he thought jarleth was playing was amazing and um so i think there was a we did a radio thing and we would play we would play him the track and he would always put on repeat you know mm. it was a track called um it was a tune called No More Cages, and it had uh, Good Ryan at the end of it, and he mm. loved that track, you know? Yeah, yeah. But no, I'd love to, like, uh, you know, let Gordon hear some of this stuff. But, but I mean, uh, maybe that's also a reason of of having the um, uh, the drive 
to kind of keep creating stuff is because you because you want to kind of keep Gordon's name going. Yeah, you know as well because it's it's if it wasn't for Gordon, there's there's no way I would be doing music, and that's mm. a, a fact because when I was younger, I was really more into football and. I was quite a sporty guy when I was at school, but I love football, you know. Mm. And um, so I met Gordon when I was eleven, and then from and I was still into football then. But I was listening to like the Just for Seamus album, and then I remember the night when we were at the the pipe band uh, practice, and he had brought the Circular Breath album down, and he was you know selling no, us all yeah. a copy. Yeah. I remember that, you know, like like it was yesterday. So wow. then I remember listening on the way down the roads and just like being totally like like listening to that press for time is just like that is the most insane thing I've heard ever, you know. Yeah. And then um, so if it wasn't for having these, for well for one for having Gordon, that just as being him like as a person, he was like so like lovable and humble and like warm, kind of shy kind of like guy to yeah. but to, like amazing with kids you know like he just like sparty he, we wanted to like we you know he wasn't like a a military guy or like like with all this kind of he was really chilled out like mm. um you know a chilled guy but like because of who he was and just his manner you kind of wanted you worked for him because he just you know you have that kind of he's just got that respect just for being he's quite a quiet respect kind of thing yeah, oh, I've heard before that there's like a there's a hierarchy of why you would work for somebody. There's at yeah. the very bottom is fear, but at the very top yeah. is love. You know, yeah. It's like, just like we were always, and it was just like everyone in that band was just like it was such a friend, like such a good. Well, I just got so many good memories of that being a teenager, you know, mm -hmm. with Gordon. And then so if it wasn't for Gordon, and I don't think I probably would just be into sports. I'd probably play the pipes, but I probably would wouldn't have went and tried because it was like hearing pipes with backing yeah because i like pipes but I, I, like i'm not re i wouldn't listen to solo pipes you know what i mean right and ever really i just that doesn't really get me going at all but mm. pipes with backing with bazooki and guitar especially bazooki that was all like well from that just for seamus album i was just like that's 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 what i want to do you know yeah yeah and then so it wasn't if it wasn't for you know having gordon there then i probably wouldn't have so I need to almost need to repay that with you know whatever it is how you repay it but but I think a good way of repaying it is by creating more stuff and and um, trying to take on his you know what what he was doing and trying to make pipes more accessible as an instrument and pushing the boundaries away uh, in a way and um, you know just carrying on what he what he basically gifted us you know yeah. it's, you know uh, so well as a, as a fan let me just say uh please keep paying it forward <laughs> don't don't <laughs> stop making stuff man keep no it no up. it's just um <laughs> no i just it's funny because over covid i didn't really have much drive for doing anything any stuff and i just don't see the point if you're not if your head's not in it and you can't really be bothered if it's not like if it's if it's becomes a chore or like a if it becomes like work it just mm. Yeah. It's just because it's just what what you create. Just it just sounds really mediocre kind of stuff. But right. see, when you get that kind of buzz of, um, you know what it's like when you get into like a, into the the flow of something, or and, you, and like eight hours goes by and it feels like five minutes. Yeah. You know that kind of state. Right. Once you get into that, that's when you really make the the best stuff. And and to be honest, there's unless that happens, I just I don't really bother. You know, mm -hmm. uh, unless you got to write something for somebody or a commission or or, or something's coming up or. 
But in terms of doing your own things, I, I think that leaving it to be leaving it for the the that spark is the the best way to do it. Now, hopefully, I'm, that spark's going to arrive in, in winter. But I've been, I've <laughs> you been, got I've, some I've been, stuff I've coming been, up. <laughs> no, no, because I want to work on some new stuff. Because I've not, I've not. Um, like obviously I've done this album Bridge, uh, I did that live album, so I've been busy doing other stuff, but I've not been right. I've been writing, but I've not been thinking of mm. how do I piece all this album because I want to do another journey thing. I don't want it to just be a yeah. So I need, but it just takes a lot of time and making things. You know, you've got to think about how join, joining things on, and I've hardly even I've got guides of you know minimal minimal tracks we ideas we riffs ideas nothing like that i need to get right you know we need to get into the nitty-gritty of it all but i've probably got about six ideas you know mm. but then i need so i need to start i need another probably i don't know you know another six anyway, another six or so, ideas yeah. To, yeah to get to get going with so but it's a winter sport that kind of stuff you know gotcha yeah yeah some some, some shut in while the while the snow's falling to get some yeah. projects done but unfortunately steve um who was who we you know steve that plays the bazooki he's moved back to ireland so it's a shame so uh, um i loved i loved working with steve because it's we, we, we kind of work in the same way we're quite quick once we've got once there's an idea we're we like we normally just stick to the first idea what well, the thing that excites you is the bit i think is the best thing to go for and I really don't like hearing anything after that because it just becomes, I just get tired, you know? Mm, yeah. So yeah. Like if something excites you, I just think that's enough. Yeah. You Follow know? it, right? Yeah. Just and here's, go with here's, it. here's evidence that that's a good, a good method since you heard Breja play in and you were like, hey, let's play. And now we've got yeah. this album out of it. Yeah, totally. Now this, so. th this does blend right into another, so, some more stuff that some, some, some of my friends were suggesting we, that they'd like to hear from you. Um, yeah. My buddy Jeremy mentions that he, he thought he'd heard that you play, that you teach illin pipes at the piping center, and I know because I saw you get him out for a, at that at that little concert you did at, at the teapot. You got him out mm. for a slow air. <laughs> <laughs> Do you regret that? You shouldn't. They sounded good. They no, sounded I've, good. Got, I've actually just caught a, a set of drones since then. Oh, and did I've you? Got, I, I got a new chanter, but no, I'm, I'm a, I don't I, like. I do definitely do not teach. Um, <laughs> so you're not teaching them. You, you get I'm them out sometimes. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a learner myself. So, um... Well, that's what he went on to ask was like, did you pick those up? So like, I, I'm I'm having fun in my imagination right now, imagining that when you met with Breja, you came away with a set of C small pipes. And what Jeremy's wondering is, was it after doing projects with Jarleth that you picked up the Illin pipes? Are you kind of picking these things up as you go along? I I got a set of Illin pipes when I was 21. Mm. From a twenty first birthday, but you kept them secret. <laughs> you know, well, the thing is, I, I got um, I got right into them, and I had they weren't the best pipes. So after three months, the reed just kind of died. Nah. It was a shame, and then I just didn't really know anyone at that time. You know, at that time that I could get a new reed, so I just thought, well, that's it, done. You know, mm. and then. I, I always, I've always loved the Irish because, like through Gordon, you know, Gordon used to always let us hear Bothy Band, Moving Hearts, Davy Spillane, Paddy Keenan, all these people. When we were really young, we were listening to them when we were twelve, thirteen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So and and they're the best sounding pipes in my opinion. Yeah. So I've always wanted to play them, but after that, like that disaster with that chanter, and then it wasn't until I was maybe in my late twenties I had went to try and get another one, and then, and then it was just like last year. Um, no, sorry, two years or three years ago, I got a chanter off of Ian Kinnear, who's a Scottish um, small pipe maker, but he has been making Newland pipes recently. Mm. So I bought a chanter off him, and then I, then I wanted a key, so I swapped 
and then I bought some drones to go with it. So that, I was playing yesterday actually, but mm. I've kind of I know the how it works. Is this is because it's such a it's a different setup to the whistle. It's kind of similar, but it's still different. And there's yeah. a lot of the different Graysons, like you know, with the with us with the pylon pipes, the G Grace note is your most kind of common note that doesn't actually work on the own pipes too well so mm. it's kind of it's adapting that and just it won't take me long but it's, just, it's also when you're young you've got so much more time that's why I, I yeah. was raging because when I was 21 you know I could have been I would be flying on them now you yeah know? I'd be like if I'd, if I'd started actually playing properly then yeah I would be a pretty good piper like player of them you know mm-hmm. so it's a shame and but as you get older it's not obviously you know it's like there's you just the time and, and the days just yeah there's not as much and there's always other stuff on their life gets in the way and so I'm annoyed at that but I'll get them you know I'll get good enough yeah no, I, I've I, actually been playing with the uh, Duncan Chisholm recently. We we um, do you know Duncan Chisholm? He's a fiddle player. Oh yeah, yep. Um, from Wolfstone. So me over lockdown, me and uh, Dunk and Hamish have been working on his new album. They're writing his new album, and um, so I've been doing some gigs with him recently as well. And and Jarlith normally plays with Dunk, but um, mm. so it's also it's another reason to get an incentive to get going with them because I'd like to play them for because obviously Jarlith Jar plays them for. For the live gigs, so if right. I can get them good enough to, to play for Dunk, that be that would be good for me, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and that's and that's another thing that one of my friends Rose was asking me. Uh, she she wanted to know how you know between whistles, different kinds of pipes. Then you add in your bazooki. Like what? I mean, what all do you play, Ross? You play a bunch of stuff. Is there any well, limit? Say, you seem well, to be pipes, open to everything. Well, I, I would say I play maybe three or four things, and I dabble. <laughs> dabble in the rest loosely dabble on a few things like definitely pipes and whistles that's the main thing yeah Saturn's still I would say a dabbling thing but maybe a wee bit more competent on it mm. and I've got uh, I play a wee bit of tenor banjo a wee bit of mandolin a few more I play a wee bit of bansuri Indian flute I've got a duduk but I'm like very much a beginner on that which is like an Armenian clarinet kind of instrument yeah um Go be a dabble in the guitar, a dabble in the drum. I used to play a lot of drum kit when I was younger, but mm. um, my like my room was just basically a, a full like a drum kit yeah. everywhere. You know, <laughs> I used to spend all my money on UFIP symbols. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that, I dabble in a lot of things, but definitely pipes and whistle. That's I would say that's what I play. I wouldn't say I play the sitter because it's I'm just like a a chord guy and mm. just hammer it out. You know. So. But, Rose is wondering how you keep your fingering straight, and I I'm curious too. Like in your head, especially like when you're switching whistles, if you're switching keys, you know, like from one whistle to the next, are you yeah. sw- are you thinking in your head the sounding note, or does your brain kind of just go back to Highland piping? Like, are you thinking A when you're playing on a D whistle, and what's coming out is a D, or like are you mentally shifting with everything that you play? Yeah, definitely. That you need to do that if you're playing the whistle. There's if you stick to playing the whistle like a piper, that in your note you'll, you'll it's it's not a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do because it doesn't take that long, a couple of months. It's just it just it just takes your brain just to go okay oh that oh that's because once you make the switch, um, it, you can basically play any pipe tune on the whistle, but you won't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You've got to make that distinction in your head that your A is an E, your E is an A. Right, yeah. <laughs> or your D's an A, you know. Right. Whatever it, way you're thinking about it. Well, and your whistle playing is amazing. Um, I've been on a bit of a whistle kick lately, just thinking like, my, my, my war cry has been, all pipers should also be whistlers. 
Um, Definitely. Do you, you think I'm right about that? Definitely. There's like, it's, you're just lazy if not. <laughs> there, Honestly, take, it's just take like that, this, folks. <laughs> you, need, you need to learn the whistle. It's like, yeah. why would you not? It's like, yeah. it's the same thing, basically. It just takes a wee bit of thought of... Um, just it's just just a couple of months make just make that distinction between the and it's also it's good for your playing because then it actually opens up then you can play other inch like you know it's a, it's like a just open up that transposing bit of your brain right right like the right. one thing I, I've still I, I can kind of do it in an F whistle a wee bit but you know like if you're on um, so basically if I'm playing whistle most most things are in D so if I'm on an E whistle I'm still in D if mm. I'm on an A whistle I'm still in D mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean but I'll transpose sure. the music to, to read that I'm going to read it in D right. but I'm kind of nearly got the F so I could read the F like I'm so my my D is an F yeah so, but and I can sort of read music in that way so I wouldn't have to transpose it but that's but I couldn't do it with every whistle yeah <clears throat> you know that's getting into like Fraser Fifield is really good at doing that like he could probably read like play an E flat whistle and read an E flat. Right. If you know what I mean. It's, um... I wonder if it works like languages where they say, you know, you learn the, your second language is difficult, your third is also, but if you learn a fourth language, it gets easier and a fifth, it gets yeah, easier, totally, et cetera. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think there's there's like, a, I think for fiddle players or violinists, there's a there's a way that you can read, they can play viola, viola but oh, you can yeah. read, to, but they can they can transpose it by mm-hmm. reading a treble clef or something. There was a there was a wee thing that they could do. There's the there's the alto clef. Is that one that you can shift on different different lines and stuff too? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what these that music is, but tricks, it's, uh, right? Yeah, 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 all these sweet tricks yeah. of kind of. Um, but the but the transposing thing is is a good thing to get in a, um, to get into. It's just yeah. just it's just a good you know just get because pipers were so stuck in that kind of. Um, that one octave thing it's right. it's really you know if you, especially for the, and that's what's good about the whistle it gets you out of that one octave thing yeah which i think is good to do because it's depends what it depends if you just want to play pipes and be in a pipe band it doesn't matter but um i think every piper should have a wee bit of uh dip their toe into the kind of folk music thing and mm-hmm. learn the whistle and it's just i think a lot of younger players are doing that now it's just that they're they're more all-rounders than when i was younger anyway mm. yeah do you because yeah do you have a favorite whistle maker or would you rather not? colin goldie is that what you're always i noticed that whatever the key you seem to always have the same kind of whistle. I, I, I wouldn't have, i wouldn't play any other whistle so mm. they're the best for sure they're still handmade and he's a great guy um but you need you need at least an hour if he's phoning you. Hmm. <laughs> you. You won't get less than an hour of a chat. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. He's like, uh, but no, he's a brilliant guy. He lives in Germany, but he's he's English, but he's he lives in Germany. He basically he used to work for Overton, which was was the kind of the the, the first design of that kind of that classic low D whistle is yeah. Overton. So Colin uh, worked with uh, Bernard Overton, and then he took on the business, and then now it's called Goldie Whistles. But mm. I've just I've always played them, and I've got we've I've got a really good relationship with them, and um, like he, he even like he doesn't give he doesn't give whistles out for free to anyone, you know. So it's it's not like um, some of the whistle makers they're all by factory made, so they'll just chuck mm-hmm. some of the 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 good the bigger names all these free whistles and all that, but. Colin doesn't do that to anyone, so... 
he knows what he's got, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're just like he's just well, he he's handmade, so he he is he's he, he, you know a lot of these guys that make whistles that come out of the factories, they'll make in a week what he makes in a year, you know. Mm, yeah, money wise, right. So you've got to support Colin because he's uh he's you know there's not many people still doing that. They're all handmade, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he tunes them, you know. It's. But they're for me. They, they they suit my style. They, I've always played them, and um, I just don't think you get a better whistle. Yeah. Um, well, it, since I'm asking you about kit anyway, if you don't mind geeking out with me a little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to know, for for you, I get. I'm sure it changes based on the season, how much you're doing and stuff. But like, I've got this thing, Ross. I, I, maybe everybody does this, but like, I, since I was a kid, I've always thought it was fun to just suddenly at random just imagine to myself, what is Jackie Chan doing right now? You know, right. like is he reading a book? Is he is he eating? Yeah, yeah, is he yeah. eating? Like, what is he doing? Right. And so, in a similar way, I just I'm curious. Like, how often does Ross Ainsley, who honestly, like, in some ways, in my head, you're kind of like this, almost not entirely human figure because of listening <laughs> to your music so much. Like, there are these utilitarian tasks that I do with my bagpipes that, like, I almost can't imagine you doing. Like, how often do you change your bag or season it? How often are you swapping out your drone reeds? Um, how many bag? How many sets of Highland pipes do you have? And like, do you switch? Do you take one set for a high, for for a for a road trip, but keep another set at home? Like, what what's your kit situation? I'm really bad with all that stuff. I've got I've got a set of Hendersons that are always set in B flat. Mm. I've always I've only got one chanter, one reed going at one time. I've got oh, really? the same I've got the same easy drones that I've had in the pipes forever. Really, I've got. <laughs> um, I've got like the Bannatine bag, I like them, but I've got the Willie McCallum kind of drone, um, you know, the wee kind of, uh, we bought the wee kind of chips that you put in the oven when they, after a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're good, I've got them, and, and I've got a set of Derek Mars pipes, and then I just tune them to, like a bit sharper, but I don't, I, like, I just got them recently, but they're brilliant pipes, like yeah. Derek Mars. And they're the same, I've got one chanter, one reed, same easy drones, same bag, same mm. Willie McCallum things. They both set up, and then I've got probably three sets, you know, two two sets of uh, like Highland Pipe A A pipes, one Nigel Richards and one um, uh, Burgess bagpipes. Yeah, but I would probably play the Burgess bagpipes. They they were like we bought them for like playing with Treacherous Orchestra. Um, there's a band that me and Ali were in, right. twelve piece kind of band. So we wanted to because we like initially we played border pipes, but they were. They're not the best for standing up and not mm. not as loud. So we so Nigel he made us a set and then Burgess uh, bagpipes made us a set and so we I don't play them that much. I don't really like the sound of a pipes on their own. They kind of only really work well with if you're in a band mm. situation, gotcha. folk band situation. Yeah. But then um, so yeah, two sets of Highland pipes, two sets of a Highland pipes. I've got a set of board, two sets of borders. One Nigel Richard, one Hamish Moore. Uh, I've got the small pipes A and C set up. I've got a Nigel Richards small pipe. I've got the Olin pipes. Uh, oh, pretty much every whistle you can get. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I've got a sitter and I've got a mandola. I've got a tenor banjo. Um, that's about all my kind of set up. But a bansuri. Yeah. 
I like so, to imagine but, that as you're listing these off, you're just looking around the room because they're all there with you, like family members, just, just yeah, joining most in. Most of them are. Yeah, most of them are. I'm sitting with my whistles right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. There they are, yeah. <laughs> but, no, um, but no, I've got a nice piece. I've got a studio set up in the house, which is, uh, I got a flat um, about three years ago. And um, so I've got a room, just like a studio kind of set up. So it's, it's nice having that because it's um, always ready to go. Um, it's semi soundproofed and stuff like that, so, um, so it's good having that. But this, uh, I just, I've not been in there much, you know, since, since lockdown. So I'm hoping that's what I'm saying. Like in winter, when I mm. get kind of working on stuff, and um, I'm actually thinking about maybe doing um, like a teaching course, you know, like a oh man, uh, like filming a Please, yes. like a course from, <laughs> uh, but more for like beginners maybe to set and then and then I'd watch it know, anyway. Like, <laughs> But like a subscription kind of thing, I think it might be quite a good thing to do. Yeah. So I want to get my website all done up. I, I, that's, that was one of the other I, I things I was going to maybe just start doing some teaching things um, and just put courses up, kind of like Patreon, but like more just from my own site. Right. So that was maybe another winter winter job to do. Well, so. if you're looking looking for a light uh, for a flame to be lit, last right, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> the uh, did, so let's say you're in your flat right now you've got all these instruments let's say a fire breaks out you can only grab one thing what what's what's your desert island instrument if you could only have one for the rest of your life right what are you going to grab to get out of there oh whistles you just grab your handful of whistles huh grab my box of whistles no, I just I, I really like playing the whistle it's just um I just it feels home to me yeah even more than the pipes I think now it's just huh. I find that the best for writing music, um, I love the tone of it. I love the kind of diversity of it. You know, you can it can fit on any kind of music whistle. Yeah, it's like um, yeah. I just think it's a. Uh, it's just for me. It just feels my fingers feel natural on it. Mm. Well, maybe when I was more when I was younger, the pipes was more the thing. But I, I've kind of. Um, I like the pipes, and I like when the pipes are going and playing the, the Highland pipes, but I had such a struggle with border pipes over over mm -hmm. the years that I just, it drove me insane, you know? Yeah. That's from, why I like the small pipes. From what I've heard, pipes. that's a common experience for people playing border pipes, that they oh, are a struggle. They're just a nightmare, <laughs> you know? They're just squeaky and... Yeah. I mean, the N Nigel's ones are good, but um, I've got a set of Hamish Moors. I just got them not long ago, but um, they're nice, but they're a totally different... Uh, they're a different beast to the Nigel's ones. You have to kind of lean into them, which I like. Mm. Um, Hamish's are very light, so it's almost a different way of playing them. They've got really good sound, though. Yeah. But um, but I just find them really squeaky. That's why I like the um, the small pipes. They're just out of the box, no hassle. They mm. always sound good. Yeah. You know, and um, the only one uh, disadvantage is that you, you only get the the pipe scale you don't get any of the naturals it's one thing mm, yeah which is um a shame but they, they they're they're really good sound and really and no maintenance you know they're just once you get a read that's it once you you know mm, it's just and they're out of the box and they just work you know yeah. that, that's what in the whistles the same i think it was just it's probably over the years of struggling with pipes and tuning especially with the with bat like i think if you're doing solo pipes you're not having to be. It doesn't matter really about the tuning and or where where you're tuning, mm. but see about because we're playing with bands, folk bands, and you have to be in four forty. Right. 
with the struggle with that over the years, I think that's why I just like like the whistle would be just became uh, so mm. much easier, you know. That totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, I think that's probably one of the reasons I've kind of just maybe not went off the pipes, but just um, have a just a kind of you know just I'm so wary of them, you know. Yeah. No, just totally because it's like you're so honestly just trying to, and, and in temperatures of like outdoor gigs or like mm. playing abroad, roasting the hot, or you know having to deal with all that stuff, playing the Hogmanay in, in Edinburgh outside, all that stuff, it's just like, and, and having to be in, in 440 and nobody, you can't like, I think maybe if you've got your own, like I think, um, depending on the players, but like some people go, well, just you tune to me, you know? Right, yes. <laughs> but I've always played with people, yeah. they just like, they want to be in 440, so it's kind of, um, so it's on you to get in tune, not, you know, yeah, how, so it's a stress. It, it seems like so often that's the piper though that comes in and says, "Sorry, I'm the loudest. Y'all have to tune to <laughs> come to yeah, my." Well, it should be like that. It should be like that. <laughs> that's right. But I've just never had the the right people. To, you know. <laughs> They're never. I willing, think it's huh? I think it's harder to tune to to another because you've got to then um, you've got to calibrate your tuner. Yeah. Whether when it's like I think you know when people play with pipe bands they've got well, okay that's we'll just have to we can't really get them to play in four forty. Right. So you have to calibrate. So it's just a bit of a stress yeah. more than if you just be in four forty. But then it's a stress for you, you know. Yeah. But you know, so but I've been I, I did the McCrimmon competition in Lorient recently and so it was that that's basically the reason of getting these Derek Mar pipes was to get mm. a sharper setup. And I've been, and I was enjoying it because you don't have to really bother with tuners. You just get in tune with itself, and then that's good enough. Well, and now you've got them. This is what Rab, yeah. Big Rab, was asking me because we saw because Ali Hutton came back to some to a pipe band. Uh, yeah, at he Worlds, was doing right? anything. Yeah, I was so, there. Yeah. So Rab's wondering when we're going to see you come back. So if you've got uh, some pipes for it, right, that's one step in the right direction. Well, I actually signed up for the Vale of Athol Grade Three recently, but I just didn't have any time, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's just it's it's always it's a nice thought, and then you go look in your calendars. Oh, well, I can't make that one. Can't make that one. Can't make that, <laughs> right, that one. So yeah. it's like it's not fair on them as well. Right. So. They can't. You don't want them depending on you, and then have you not show up. Yeah, it's not even dependent. It's just like like you know, you don't want to be the guy who just shows up on the on the worlds, and then you never you know you never been to rehearsal. So yeah, it's you, you, more, so you're um, you're not the kind who would be like, hey. I'm Ross Ainsley. I'll be there when I'm there. <laughs> no, I just I don't like that. It's yeah. not you know it's not cool. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so it's it's a good it's a nice thought of going back to to, to bands, but it's just in reality it's just I don't know when to like I think grade three is a good grade to join because it's there's no it's there's still you've got the medley and MSR which is you know it's it's you can learn some you know it's better than just doing grade four or something yeah, like that yeah. but, but I mean and then you, you get to grade options. two grade two it gets a bit more serious and grade one's just like there's no chance I would do grade one mm. but um, I probably I mean, oh what am I doing I, I'd imagine I, that a lot of grade one bands would be willing to have you though if you decided you wanted to <laughs> no because I would never be you know because you'd have to go every week and I probably wouldn't manage every week and and then, but would you want to just join to be dropped, you know? Uh, yeah, sure. You don't want to just be the, the bench warmer. You know, holding everyone's capes. That's right. Oh, man, can you imagine it at Worlds to have Ross Ainsley standing on the sidelines holding it? <laughs> but no, I, I, the, I think it would be an amazing thing to do and for my playing. Because I really, I, I've, do, like doing the McCrimmon competition this year, it, it really highlights how 
how good all the solo players are because I, I'm yeah. I'm, re, I'm very much a sloppy player in terms of for that solo stuff. Mm. So it's been good a good eye opener to kind of to concentrate on actually on piping, not just like piping with uh, as like a, any other instrument, but actually concentrating on being a piper again. Right. Yeah. It's been quite a good thing for my playing because It'll I've kind of forced you to clean you're doing, up your fingers. Yeah, because when you're doing gigs to, to non-pipers, you don't really... You can get away with a lot more, and it's more about the kind of the rhythm of it and just yeah. getting people going a bit more. Yeah. But when you're when you're getting judged, it's like it's a different, whole different world, eh? Right, absolutely. And it's just... Um, so, so yeah, so it was good. And I think, it's, I, I think I'll try and do more of that because I need to do that with, for my playing because, you know, I, I would only really practice the pipes if I'm writing something or recording or, you mm. know, it's, I would never do it for my own enjoyment at home. Or, or just or a strict practice you know regime I would never I've not done that f for so long yeah you know? so I think it's good for me and because and, I, I don't want the piping to slip and it kind of I think it has in terms of that of being a piper mm. and, and that kind of that, that sense so and I'd like to keep it up because because Gordon was you know you know it's like phenomenal yeah yeah you know so I, and, and it's it'd be a shame just to be just like a folky piper that's kind of that's can't go and you know stand up and play mm. to, to a load of pipers and be impressive you know what i mean that definitely is part of, part of what's amazing about gordon right like he 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 had the chops within the com the competitive community oh, to yeah. be able to say look what i'm doing with the, the 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 way he was pushing the envelope it's like you had to pay attention to him because he's you definitely. can't you can't dismiss him it's not like he's not good he's amazing and fred you know fred's oh, the yeah. best all-rounder there is you yeah. know and um guys like who else is there like lincoln hilton he's oh he yeah do, he's brilliant at both <laughs> i can't understand his fingers man they're, they're know, so amazing I, I show I know, these videos know, to yeah. my own kids. I'm like, look at look at this guy's fingers. They're like pistons. <laughs> this is like a machine. Look at these go. <laughs> no, I love Lincoln's point. I love, I love his writing as well. He does. Yeah. He's been doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. But a lot of the younger guys now, they they they're more all, all rounders than 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 when I was younger. So it's yeah. I think it's a it's a it's a really it's it's brilliant to have both. But I've I've let the the kind of pipe thing slip for years because I I just never there's been nothing. I've never had to do it. You know. So. Yeah. But um, so what I like the Lorient competition is really good. It's kind of it's a bit more musical than the, than I don't mm. think I would do, ever do the games because I can't, I can't play P rock and I'm not a good MSR player. So, <laughs> but the but the um, the Lorient thing is good because it's like an Irish, Scottish, and Breton. There's three kind of different yeah. things. So it's a bit more um, yeah, it's it's more fun and it's like they're medleys of either. So it's not like mm. you have to play MSR or or you know you can just you pick a load of good tunes and. Playing, kind, of, you know? kind of more open borders there yeah so yeah. it's uh, i wish there was more competitions like that actually that were just you know solo pipe competitions but it was like open yeah more of a music mu you know musical kind of thing right but um yeah can i, I if i can I, I promised you an hour now i'm taking more than that um, no you're, you're fine you sure you don't mind yeah yeah i wanted to pull you back in, into another track here um and again tell me if i'm wrong if if track eight sounded like breaches uh, musical fingerprint in the opening I oh, thought yeah. maybe track 9 is like kind of an answer in a way because track 9 which is called Irish to yeah. me that when it opens up it sounds like a very Ross Ainsley lick the way that that opens up right. no, that's, they're, they're all trad tunes apart from the third tune in that it's an Isle Valley tune that's all trad huh yeah they're all trad mm -hmm. old Irish tunes and um, 
I guess was, Gordon, was, Gordon was the... Uh, sorry, on you go. I was just curious if Steve... Did Steve have any influence in the in the Irish selection? No, not really. Mm. No, it was just... Um, I think... I think I came up with the first two. Rachel came up with the third. And then Gordon... That, the last tune is off of Gordon's Just for Shame's album. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, no, they're just, to be honest, pretty straight ahead, just picked a load of tunes and, uh, and went for it. There's a lot of these sets. They're, 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 they're we honestly were put together as for fun. Yeah. Not, not much thought. It was like that's a good tune. That's a good tune, right? What's does it go better before or after? You know, it's like mm. that. It was really that quick. You know. Yeah, it flows naturally but, though. It's, it, I think that was a good method because it sure feels good. Yeah, as long as you get the right, um, if you, as long as you get good key changes, um, then then you're laughing, you know? Yeah. Espe- yeah especially laughing, just yeah. the way that this is recorded, it's like, it's, it's definitely more of a session live vibe album. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, so it's, aye, there's not, there's, it's kind of, um, it's created with, uh, in a, definitely a session vibe, you know? Yeah. Oh, that feels really so, good. Um, J- yeah. J- my buddy JD is wondering um, if you could, if you were to boil down your music, like in mm-hmm. general terms, your entire music, you're composing everything you do, right? If you were to boil down your music into three key ideas, do you have an idea what those three ideas or three statements would be? Well, like genres. Oh, genres or, I mean, whatever comes to mind. If it, Like how would you define your music, I guess, maybe as a way to put it? 
Well, obviously, I really like world music. I've like I've I played in um, I played in a few like weird kind of collaboration bands. Like there was a band I played in uh, called Indie Alba. It was like an Indian and Scottish um, mm. mix, and then I played with a salsa and Scottish mix band. And I think um, I like to try and f- I like the f- I like fusion music. Even yeah. just when I, when I listen, I like I like. Like, uh, I don't know if you've heard that Bela Fleck um, Live at the Quick album. Oh, I've listened to everything Bela Fleck has ever done. You know, like, for uh, we sure, used man. To, yeah. like, we used to listen to that album so much and we used to watch it as well, you know. Yeah, I'm crazy so, about like, Bela Fleck, for sure. You know, like, I think he would be one of my biggest influences. So I've, I, I kind of like, you know, trying to fuse. Like, you also, obviously, come from Scotland and I play folk, Scottish folk music. But yeah. I think, like, modern... It's like trying to trying to like take that music, but then um, fusing it with like other music from around the world, and, mm. and trying to learn as well as you go. And um, you know, if I like, I don't know if I can kind of the genre, I don't know. I just I, I like world fusion kind of music, and I just I think yeah. that's been my kind of aim is to try and especially with the Sanctuary and the Van album is to just, just try and um, um, make Scottish music work in many different genres, and mm. um, but and try and make it so it's not like a sellotape thing. Try and you know fuse it well so it's kind of sounds like it's meant to be if you know what i mean sure yeah it's not fusion for fusion's sake it's great music that is also mu- fusion right yeah just yeah trying to so it makes sense yeah yeah so you're not so it's, you're not trying to like you know so just when you listen to it you just it, it's like okay that like i like that it's a good piece of music rather than going oh that's scottish music with a bit of uh something in there or something you know what i mean you want right, to try and yeah. just be like i don't know it's, it's almost like it's almost trying to make, trying to create your sound. You know what I mean? If like when you somebody hears that, they, you know, they can hopefully go, "Oh, that sounds like something." You know, if you hear Bella Flex and the Flex tones, you know exactly. I mean, For obviously sure. instrument yeah. instrumentation, but you know, with Victor, Victor Wooten's playing and Future Man's drumming, right. you know that what that band is. And I suppose if if, if you can get to a point of when somebody listens to listens to their track and goes, "Oh, that's I know exactly who that is," yeah, then that's you can't do any better than that. I suppose. So, I right. suppose, yeah, I suppose that's a, probably a goal of, you know, to try and just create your a sound that's yours rather than, you know, copying somebody else's or, you know, you want you want to try and make a stamp in, in the music world in some way and if you can do that by creating a sound that's pretty much yours, then... I don't know. I suppose yeah. that's... No, that, that makes a lot of sense with the other things I've heard you say before and with your music. It's like, because I guess, my, well, you know, feel free to tell me if I'm missing it, but it, it seems to me like in some way every individual is like a bundle of their experiences and the things that they encounter as they go through life and you bounce mm-hmm. off of these different things and it's like, oh, I think it was Hegel who had this idea of this dialectic where you'd have a... A, a thesis and then it would crash into a synthesis or excuse me uh, an antithesis and then between the two of them you get something new a synthesis mm-hmm. that comes out of that yeah and, yeah, um, yeah and i think i can, i feel like i can definitely see that happening in a lot of your music and it makes it makes a lot of sense to me and that actually makes me wonder too 
like I remember when you did that interview with Rab a few years was it years ago I think now you you mentioned that when you're composing it's like you're being given gifts as long as you've yeah, got your yeah, antenna yeah. up you're going to receive them so you got to be yeah. open to receiving them and it makes me wonder Ross like what influences other than music do you feel like might come into your music like food you know paintings that you see uh like do you feel like there are you pulling inspiration from from everything you know what i mean and like are there influences like maybe i could listen to one of your tracks and go ah i can see he was influenced by bela fleck for that but maybe i would be listening and i wouldn't know that you had baked some scones and 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 that gave <laughs> no, you an idea for a tune you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no i like well, obviously I, I do love cooking and and um uh, but I, I'm not one for like that kind of. Um, maybe I should be more, but um, like I wouldn't go for a walk up a hill and and go, oh, like a tune's just came to me there, or mm. I'm going to whistle a tune. It's always, they always come. At, you know, you can never explain when they arrive or yeah. how they arrive. It's almost, but they like. Like I never get a melody really, and I've, I've had a few that I wouldn't get a melody that I just like I hear in my head and then I whistle it too much. I always have to, I'll always be playing it. Mm. So I'll, I'll be I'll be playing the thing and I was like, oh that sounds cool, you know. Yeah. And then um, so then go, then go back and try and um, make a a part. So I always like when I'm when like generally like the kind of process I like to try and get a riff or some kind of motif. And and on and in every part that you're writing, so it's kind of, um, uh, what's the yeah? So if I've got I've come up, it might be even four or five notes that something, um, that you've, something just you know you know what it's like it just catches your ear you know it's mm. like it's like that hook or something right, um, and then if you can get a few hooks in that in that part that even better but like one's enough you know and then yeah. If you can kind of sculpt around that, then it's um, and then try and do the same for the next next part. But in terms of the, but that's when I say that's like the gifts thing because it's like because you don't know what, what you know because it's not you've not had to try to do these things. It's kind of like mm. I think when you try to do it, that's like where we're saying it becomes like a jo like work and it, right. it almost sounds really like it's almost like. Um, it's so obvious or something. Right, contrived you know, maybe. Contrived, or, yeah. yeah. But yeah. when like when these wee gifts arrive, it's like it's like so natural and it's like it's it, they instantly make sense, you know. Yeah. yeah. But you just don't get them. Sometimes you get like you'll get loads of them in a short space of time, mm -hmm. and then you just won't get anything for ages, and then but it's just not being worried about it because. You know, I've never really been. It's never really bothered me that kind of if if I, if I can't write something, I just you know you always know it's just you know just wait about. It'll come. All. It just comes eventually. Yeah. You know, it just and then and normally when one's there, then you, you're you like and then you're into it. That's you need to you need to like free your time up a bit. You know, mm, yeah. And and, make, and jump on it and make and then that that's that's when I do most of my work and I'll, I'll probably do it you know over a couple of weeks. And then I'll just, you know, and just sit back for a bit. And so it kind of all comes in a, in a kind of a... Theory. Definitely, mm. for sure, for sure. Do you do, speaking of Bela Fleck, I've, I've heard him talk before about how, like, when ideas come to him, he, he kind of old school, he would call himself 
and yeah, leave so himself that, yeah. a voicemail, right? And like sing yeah. the idea to him. Do you do any kind of recording thing like that to keep keep those licks in mind, or do you usually just like do you write them down? Like how do you hold on to these ideas when yeah, they first come on, in? Yeah, just on the voice memos. I've got uh, like, yeah. yeah, I've got a wee riff for, or even when I'm trying to like after I've got the the riff for the motif or the hook or whatever. I'll always then record the process of trying to sculpt that part mm. because because mm. um, a lot of times you'll come up with another wee bit and then naturally like, oh, that, like oh that's it doesn't work in that bit but that's my wee second part riff. Oh uh, you know? yeah, and then they kind of work together, right? Because yeah, kind of and born then, from the yeah. same idea. So I do a lot of that, but then I try not to do like like my pal Hamish Napier. He does a lot of writing. He'll he'll set the thing off and and go and keep it going for hours and hours and I just I just can't be bothered going through it's like going through that memo yeah. saying about the ed, I hate editing right, right I was going to say speaking of not liking <laughs> editing that's, right, so yeah. it's just so I try to do it in like 10 minutes max bursts yeah. or 5 minutes 2 minutes yeah um, but yeah my phone's full all that kind of stuff but then when, it, but then when I've got the actual um, even when I've got one part I'll always write the, the one part down and then um, when it's finished I'll always write them write it down when it's finished yeah but um, but then and then I've got a Dropbox full of like you know I'll have a new album folder um, sitting all the time and I'll always just kind of add stuff to that and then um, <clears throat> so I've just I'm co- yeah, constantly going through like the Dropboxes there's loads of different ideas and um, and then once I've got a solid plan I'll start another Dropbox of like album five or whatever or album six yeah and then that's when I'll start dumping in guides and, and all that kind of thing and. But I like I love that process. I, I like I like the process of the um, of making an album like that because it's just um, it's just exciting and I love going back to see you know if you you hear the guide of what no once you finish the album then you go back to the guide of of you just sitting in your room with all your MIDI stuff and yeah you know it's, it's <laughs> see, I love kind of listening look back, back. because sometimes I actually prefer the the guide you know oh really yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just because it's got that kind of just that really relaxed way of thing of you sitting about. You know, not 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 the actual sounds, but the the way of that I've played them in. Yeah, right. Because gotcha. I'm not even thinking there'll be a really you know crappy mic or whatever. You know, I'll just put up a fifty eight or something sometimes rather mm-hmm. than setting up all. And and some, but sometimes the actual vibe of you playing. Because actually, I think it was like in um, Vanna the 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 um, the start of Vanna. It was on the Bansuri. I think I kept a lot of that first opening Bansuri is me in the room that with was, a 58. Was that the Science of Life, that track? Yeah, uh, a, lot, yeah. a lot of that is um, because I, cause I couldn't play it any better in the studio. Really? You know. <laughs> That's funny. I never would have guessed. Like, it, in no way does it seem like unprofessional or anything like that. Like, it no, sounds, no, no. It it's it's a proper record. I've got good yeah. recording gear at home, but it was just, um, I just couldn't re- recreate it in front of, like, in the studio. I just, I just, I just the vibe wasn't as good, yeah. you know? Huh. It's funny. Oh, that's really but, cool. Um, yeah. No, there's there's funny. There's a lot of like like stuff happens in your in your room that you, you just can't do in the studio because it's you've got that red light syndrome thing. Right. Right. Is, is, so you know, is that part of the draw then too of this live recording idea where like let's just all get together and be looking at each other instead of at that red light. Yeah, I mean you can get that as well because cause it's just of being in in a studio environment. But yeah, um, I think the the thing of playing live um, together it's it's more of a unit rather than it's all about you kind of thing. Yeah, so it's like, sure. and then but once once you're all rehearsed, 
um, you know, if you just do two or three takes of that all, t- all together, I mean, you're, you're going to have it, you know, you for it. sure. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, it's, it's just a different way of recording. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's more, it's, I think it's just more f- fun yeah. way to look back on, on something and you can, it feels more of a, of an adventure rather mm. than, you know, sitting in their wee stuffy ISO booth, you know. Right, yeah. But, um, so have you done much recording yourself? Oh, just hobby stuff myself, you know, just a little, I've got, I do, I do play with a little folk band. And so we, we've, we have gathered together into, into one person's basement or the other, that kind of stuff and some little things by myself, but Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing to large scale for sure. Yeah. But no, it's really fun and you can, you can get, um, good home setups now. I mean, you can, lots of people have got their, I mean, like if any kind of, if there's this wee, like if I have to do overdubs or, or sessions for somebody I'll always do it at home I'll never really go in the studio anymore unless mm. you know it's a band thing you, you know there's the stuff you can get now it's amazing like yeah yeah so the this album uh last or or loss um yeah what do you coming away from it right and and remember like anybody listening I'm gonna have links to where you can get it uh as of September 2nd and, and everything down below yeah um but kind of coming away from having kind of put this together and now it's it's fully packaged it's out there in the world. Um, maybe this will change over time, but as of today, what do you feel like you uh, come away from this project with? What what carries forward with you into the future? Um, well, to be honest, it's, it's because of the COVID thing, it was kind of, because we were on a bit of a roll with meeting up and rehearsing and stuff like that, and then mm-hmm. we'd booked to record in April 2020, and then we, then we obviously couldn't. So. Right. It's good to get this done because it means then we can now start looking at newer sets, you know, because it's almost, uh, and then also we can do gigs now as well. So mm-hmm. it's, um, well, it was never, it was only, it was going to just be a, it's, it's a wee project that we'll, we'll hopefully just, we just really want to do some festivals, maybe one tour a year or kind of, you know, but mostly just like, you know, festivals abroad, yeah, that kind of thing. And then because it's quite a, uh, uh, quite a straight ahead kind of thing it it means we can you can kind of get some sets together quite quickly you know it's like um it's relatively painless yeah. you know yeah so do you I anticipate li- going to bulgaria at all with some of these tunes it would be great yeah i mean we've um we need to start looking at gigs for next yeah. year but bridge has got a good agent over in Europe, so and they were quite keen on taking it on. So I'm sure we can get over to Bulgaria, and then like you know, in Europe, the the love of pipes and and Scotland's, you know, it's pretty amazing. There's lots of great festivals you can do over there. So do you, do um, you feel like Ross? Maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe this is a bigger question, and I, maybe I'm totally wrong. Like I, I've been wrong before, where like I thought that there was something new in the piping world, but it turns out that it's always been there. I just was personally ignorant about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But where you mentioned that like Breja is like bringing the interest of in C small pipes into yeah. into the current right is is the piping community in general kind of looking to the east a little more by which i mean the british isles and sort of the western hemisphere are we in the in the western hemisphere piping are we looking at eastern hemisphere piping more today than we have previously or was i just ignorant of it until Breja started playing bulgarian stuff 
I think some people are, but I don't think in the whole pipe band scene or anything that is there yet. Mm -hmm. But if you look at like the see the Breton uh, pipe pipe bands, the Bagads, yeah. yeah, they're way way ahead of mm. of um, the rest of the kind of pipe community in terms of mus music wise and and the way they perform it and also the way they they compete with it because it's they're competing is basically doing a gig. Yeah, they, they do a performance. Yeah. It's not like it's. Um, Obviously, we like we do performances with the pipe bands here, but it's more of a how would you call it? It's more more of a um, you wouldn't say musical performance. It's kind of putting down bands here, but right, you it's know more of a you know what I mean. I totally know what you mean. It's maybe it's, less military, a little less more less military, yeah. less military, and, and not so like standardized. It's right, kind of, right. It's a lot freer in terms of the the. I mean, the music they pick is always from a, like a, a certain region of Brittany. So and and in, in that way that that's their they have to kind of follow that criteria. But well, and I I don't know if it's always this way, but I've seen competitions where they they stay, actually stand in like a semicircle facing the audience instead of in a circle. Where... Yeah, no, it is. It's a performance to to an audience. It's not it's not right. about a judge. It's it's for judges, but it's 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 definitely a performance to an an audience yeah. kind of thing rather yeah. than yeah. But the actual, um, but they're a bit more. They're just the the what they're allowed to have is a bit more free. I don't think they're allowed to have backing, but they can have like tune percussion kind of thing. Mm, I think that's yeah. allowed, and the bombards and just it just. Um, I don't know. I think there's there there maybe should be other another slant of competing that's that bands have to do. You know, maybe what like every year. At the worlds, you know, every you know, like the band every year has to do a, like a pre-worlds. They pick one band to do the pre-worlds concert. Yeah, yeah. They should maybe just make the pre-worlds not a, as as also a competition, but it's like mm. over they space out over the, over the whole day. So it's like so it's easier for bands to get together because every band just has to get one more suite of music, ten minutes, say, right? Yeah, ten yeah. minutes of music. Yeah. Then they should maybe do that as a. You know, it'd be quite cool if it, it was obviously if they, everyone has their medley set and their MSR, but then if they had a concert set, and right, they did a the show, show set, yeah. You know, and they had different judges, not maybe not maybe pipe band judges. They have like um, I don't know, anyone they could bring in any old musicians and 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 it's more of a. I think then it would open out to be in. You know, more accessible. Yeah, I think it'd be you know, a lot. Maybe, of, it'd be a lot of fun too. Yeah, maybe they don't have to wear kilts or something like that. You there know, we go. Just, yeah, you know, or something like that. It just makes it like. But I don't know how feasible that is. But I, I don't think it'd be too hard to do. To be honest, you could just do it in the concert hall yeah, all day. Where, all day. You, yeah, you've already got the place and they've already got the music. So let's just put on the show and have them wear silly hats instead or something, right? <laughs> you know, you could do it, do anything, but yeah. but not cheesy, right? Not, like, right, right, not yeah. cabaret, right? But like still classy music, but just like. A, uh, not cabaret yet. After we get this established, then the next thing will be the <laughs> night after Worlds. We'll have the cabaret night where all the bands are required to do their cabaret set. <laughs> no, we'll forget about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it would be cool. But I, I don't know. I think maybe it'll get there at some point. Yeah. Like, who knows? I think it would be good because it's just... Um, I think people would... The audiences would enjoy it, but also the, the players would, would enjoy it as well. You know? Yeah, it sure I sounds think. fun. Yeah. I like the idea. Well, yeah. um, Ross, maybe I can bring us to a graceful close here with one more track. Mm -hmm. um, kind of just going back to some 
very traditional stuff. You got a set of Strass, Bays, and Reels on here. It's track yeah. seven. Yeah. Um, so we've got some familiar forms here. I think, I feel like maybe as we're as we're going into it, I'm just curious, like how much had you and Breja played together? Because as I listen to this track especially, it's really clear to me that you're very good at playing right in sync with each other. Like your F doublings are so tight together. Um, have you played a lot? I feel like you guys maybe did Celtic Colors a while ago or something we like did that. Celtic Colors, just done a few things that um, Celtic Connections, but no, we're just basically sitting at the, in the house really playing, but we've not done much. I think maybe our styles just work well together because yeah. we do have different styles, but um, both in the same, like Bridges definitely got more of a Highland kind of way of playing. Mm. Um, but I suppose I do as well. But, but yeah, it just seems I I, I, <coughs> I was noticing that as myself listening back. I said it's actually it's a really tight album. You know, there's tight, no ed- there's yeah. no editing in that at all. Mm. We've not went in and fixed like notes here and there. So because you can't because it's uh, it's all, it's all we're all together. playing live. Yeah. But you know, I was we were quite chuffed with that actually. Yeah, yeah, very impressive. Um, yeah, but now the put these ones together. The Strasbys and Neils. Mm. That's our set. So. But no, um, but thanks for thanks for having me on and um, and playing some of these tracks. It's much appreciated. No, thank you. Man. Yeah, I'm